What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Something About Sports right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Chip Hazard. I'm Roger Sierra. So I'm drinking my coffee. <laughs> Man, you drinking coffee this late or not? Yeah, caffeine don't affect me. It affects me. So I'm drinking water. Anyway. I'm going to say, as much uh, soda and stuff you used to drink? Used to drink, yeah. I've been, dude, I've been on a water kick for the black. I drank like seven bottles today already. Oh, you're, you're at that hydration level. Bro, I, tr- trust me, man. It, it, I got to do something for real, man. It, it, it's getting bad. Um, but no, nevertheless, I mean, yeah, hydrate like all the great athletes do, which we are going to be talking today. are going to be continuing our series on the biggest sports scandals. This is part three, and uh, we got some doozies, so uh, let's not fuck about. Let's go ahead and uh, get into the list. <laughs> <laughs> I like that oh. intro. I really do. That was great. <laughs> So we don't want to fuck around and find out? Uh, hey, hey, they want to. Uh, <laughs> nah, which one do you guys want to take the first one or not? Um, I'll take it this time. Uh, right. I don't think I started one yet. All right. Um, so the first one we want to speak about today is actually one we've spoken about on a couple other episodes just passing. But the Reggie Bush allegations, because I don't really think... I don't really think it was ever completely proven correct. Um, unless... I'm forgetting something. Um, but uh, after uh, completely and utterly dominating the football world as the USC Trojans running back, Reggie Bush was drafted number two in the NFL and may thought he would have easily been picked number one. Um, even though he uh, revolutionized the position as we knew it, um, he did some things that most people didn't really. I mean, in Madden, he definitely revolutionized running back because that spin move was unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right um yet soon after the draft allegations started coming out that bush had received money f- a bit more than a bit of money from boosters like every other football player in college um and it was it, a bit at least div- good ones yeah i mean that's how you get uh, cam newton to go from florida to a division two then you go to auburn but you know right uh and it was a debate for several years before um but that last year, well, what is it? he gave it up when? 20, 2017, 20, 16, yeah, 2016, 2017 ish. Um, he ended up voluntarily, quote unquote, giving up his Heisman trophy. Don't know why. He's stupid. Cam Newton got to keep his. Um, USC's championship trophy and wins as a whole were taken away by the NCAA for the 2004 2005 season. Furthermore, Reggie Bush has never really enjoyed any success in the NFL. Um, he got the Kardashian curse and then his stats slowly started diminishing season after season. Yep. But That's he my... is, a, but he is a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. So there you go. My thing is Reggie Bush was really, really good, but he had the unfortunate, um, situations of getting hurt at the most inopportune times. Yeah. Like he'd be going really hard. Like, I mean, like his first two seasons, he was, he was the man, like he was really good. And then he had, what, like an ACO injury or something like that? I can't remember exactly what it was. I, I think I know exactly what it was. Is when he caught a swing pass and Sheldon Brown of the Eagles <laughs> came out of nowhere and fucked him. his world up. Lifted his soul from his body. Bro. <laughs> I still watch shout, that every now and then. Yo, shout out to our homeboy Warren Sanders. You know how he always likes to say, I will slap your soul? Shel- uh, fucking Sheldon Brown done fucked, uh, fucked uh, Reggie Bush's soul all up. Because he, he was crawling back to the huddle. I'm, I'm sitting there looking, I'm like... 
Wow. The fact that he was still moving, like, you know, big ups for the uh, resilience there, but fuck. I know that hurt. There was no, that was a hospital pass if I've ever seen one before. That And 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 the crazy thing is that you're not allowed to do hits like that now in the NFL. Oh, that was a clean hit. It was below the chest line. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it was below the chest line. That's Mm -hmm. right. It was a clean hit. That was one of the cleanest hits probably in the football Uh, ever. (laughs) But if that same play happened in today's NFL? Oh, it'd definitely be reviewed, and he may have gone fine, but it was a clean hit. Yeah, I know. I agree 100%, but damn. (laughs) Actually, Actually, I think he might have led with his helmet, but it was so loud back then, but... It's also a grainy video, like the it was in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. Hang on, hang, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna go back yeah. and watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I was say I can't remember exactly what year it was, but the video quality back then was not great. It was not great. It was not yeah. great. I I must have missed it. I didn't realize that uh, Reggie Bush also played for the Dolphins, the Lions, the Forty and the Bills. And the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the uh, the Saints cut him, or he or he got a deal in Miami. I uh, can't remember exactly. Um, I think he was a late, like a late trade for like a low pick. Yeah, it says on July 28, twenty eleven, the Saints traded Bush to the Miami Dolphins for reserve safety Jonathan Amaya and swapped sixth round draft picks. Wow, I can't believe I remembered that. <laughs> Say what now? I can't remember. I remember there was a late pick that he got traded for. Right, yeah, but um. Uh, and he Dolphins was I mean not the Dolphins the Bills was his last team right yeah the Bills yeah. were his last team in 2016 yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he retired I don't then he retired think he actually, yeah I don't think he actually played much he played uh, three games maybe if I remember it was weird because when he played I was like oh shit that's Reggie Bush <laughs> but ironically, ironically enough the best season he had was actually in was actually his first season in Miami. He uh, played 15 games and ran for uh, 1,806 yards with six touchdowns. Was he not also your kick returner or your punt returner? I think maybe he 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 was on the kicking team. I think. Let me go back and look at that 2001. Uh, no, that's the 2001 season. I want to look at the 2001 team. Uh, let's see, 2001. 2001. No, 2011. I'm sorry. I was like, uh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, 2011. Uh, no, I think. Was it Brandon Marshall or was it? Uh, I think it may have been Brandon. Mar- no, no, it wasn't Brandon. No, Brandon, Brandon Marshall, Marshall was still on the Broncos at that time in 2011. I thought not in 2011. He 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 was with Miami. Oh, that's right after he left for the big deal, yeah. wasn't it? That big right. contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My God, yeah. these quarterbacks. Oh my God. Yeah. We Jay had Cutler? no, no, no. This is pre Jay Cutler. <laughs> this was pre Jay Cutler. We had Matt Moore, JP Lossman, and Pat Bevlin. Who? Exactly. Yep. Uh, you could have literally said any other name; it would have been the same. <laughs> that was Toe Jam Earl out there. I don't know. You know what? I believe you, man. <laughs> so, Is wow. that Sammy Sosa? Okay. <laughs> 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 yes. And for the fourth time in, the, in a row. <laughs> but but which version of Sammy Sosa would it have been? The the pink one because he was he was hot from the sun. The, he was getting sunburned. The sunburn. chocolate, the chocolate Not the strawberry. strawberry or the vanilla. The strawberry. <laughs> yes. Chocolate and vanilla swirl, swirl. <laughs> uh, but anyway, when when Richie Bush played for the Bills, he. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I can't believe I got it in. Oh, <laughs> it's been four fucking straight episodes where we've just laughed our ass off about saving souls. Oh, it won't be the last one either. It won't be the last. That. It won't be the last. All right, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh. Sure. Yeah, we're good. We're All good. Right. All right, what All are you right. saying about Bush on the Bills? So, uh, he finished the season with seven catches for 90 yards. He had 12 carries for negative three yards and a rushing touchdown. Uh, How the hell is that? Screen plays. Yep. And uh, with that, because he had uh, negative yardage, uh, it made him the first player in NFL history not to be a quarterback to carry the ball at least 10 times and have negative yardage for an entire season. You gotta wow. say he, he, I'm pretty sure he's the only person that carried the ball for a full season to get negative yardage that was not quarterback technically. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's so crazy is that like we talked about his his college stats and stuff like that. He his, In his final season at USC in the 2005 season when uh, he helped lead the uh, USC Trojans to uh, play against the Texas Longhorns in that fucking brilliant national championship dude that was honestly god that was the best national championship game i've ever watched mm-hmm. um it, i'm sorry it is it, I, like listen you know i'm a diehard hurricane fan and i can even say like like and i was disappointed in the ohio state miami game but bro that texas usc game was you i literally did not know who was going to win that game literally did not know it, it, it came down almost a final play vince young making that run into the end zone dude you were I was literally on the edge of my seat the whole game. It was crazy. But when he was at USC, he ran the he played 13 games, ran the ball 200 times, had 1740 yards, 16 touchdowns, uh 37 receptions, 478 yards, two touchdowns, uh had uh 28 kick returns, 18 punt returns and the punt, one punt return for a touchdown. Um and again, we're going back to the whole thing about like he got stripped of his Heisman Trophy. The USC Trojans had to vacate the national championship in 2004, all because of the whole thing of, of boosters and things of that nature. But nowadays, shit like that is like, I mean, like, it's legal completely in terms. Yeah, like. But here's my thing. Quick question: Like, what what is the job of a booster in a team sport? To my uh, knowledge, it, a booster is... Oh, I'm sorry, Chip, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I thought it was to uh, provide money to the program. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what be, boosters do, right? Yeah, boosters yeah. Boosters help pay for equipment. They help pay for travel. They help pay for, um, you know... Players. Host, player, yeah, players. I mean, I mean let, let's be honest. You got coaches who make millions of dollars a year to coach a game... They're not. They're not helping these players academically. They're not helping these players. Now, you do have an academic liaison who will, you know, go to the coaches, to the teachers, and things of that nature. Um, but at the same time, it's like, damn, you guys, you, you're upset. Like, okay, here's the thing. Uh, who was that one guy? We talked about it on a previous episode. The one guy who signed something for somebody, and then he got in trouble because he he signed. Wasn't it Jamie Winston? Who? Wasn't Jameis Winston? Yeah, it was Jameis Winston. Yeah, we talked about it a couple a couple weeks ago. Yeah, signed James his own shit. Signed <laughs> his own shit and got in trouble for it because it's like, well, you can't make money. Listen, I happen to know firsthand knowledge of a certain player that I uh, of a certain player who played at Oklahoma State 
who I grew up with, uh, who uh, whose head coach uh, allowed him to use his car, big ass truck, and by the end of the year, he just gave it to him. Like my thing, I mean, is that I mean, like my there's thing perks was, to being a fucking, you know, there's perks to being a fucking, you know, college, college athlete. athlete. Yeah. My thing is, the instant delay is such a money grubby piece of shit program, anyways. So they're willing to let these kids, because I mean they're still kids. I mean they're starting at seven, some at eighteen. They're going right into you know manhood or womanhood, depending on the sport. Yeah. And they're expecting them to live with no money on a campus and a dorm room with bunk beds not being able to feed themselves but still train at a high level study at a high level for free get the fuck out of here that's stupid right you tell me these people make these sacrifices <clears throat> and at any moment they could literally like uh, Lattimore for South Carolina had his leg broken Golly, that man. dude's he, career's over. He played all this for what? Because y'all, right. y'all want to play this man? Fuck y'all. That was the that was literally like my heart never broke so hard for a player in my life than when Lattimore got his whole entire knee fucking damn near uh, dismembered. You know what I mean? I mean that was, like, that was, that was probably my favorite football player in a long time. Like that dude oh, was so man. good, just so, so good of a player. And, and they the don't fact- get insurance. They don't get paid. They they they're fucking made to practice all the time, made to study all the time. Expected to pass every single class with no with no assistance. Can't pay for their own fucking food. Have to get a job. Like, come on, that's not the real world. If you're an you athlete, would, your job is an athlete. You you would think, honest to God, you would think that if you're getting a full ride scholarship to a university, you a full ride scholarship. You think, okay, well, what is the full ride? The full ride. Oh, they just pay your tuition for four years. Okay. Normal college costs what forty thousand uh, dollars. Where four- you go? Okay, yeah, let's, let, where you go. let's just say, just for the sake of arguments, forty thousand dollars. Let's just mm-hmm. say that forty thousand dollars is for your room, board, books. You know, no, you ain't got to worry about student loans or anything like that. What the fuck's wrong with saying, "Hey, you're a student athlete. We understand that you play a sport where you could possibly get hurt here." Let's put a little bit of insurance on you. That way, if you get hurt during this sport, your scholarship can cover, you know, you know, I don't know how the legalities would work, but at least provide some type of assurance or insurance for these athletes if they get hurt in college. You know, I mean. That, that would be a union. That would be a thing of a union and the NCAA is like the WWE. These are independent contractors. They don't get no fucking union. Yeah. And I mean, you're right. It is sad because. If you're a student athlete and you're going, you get a full ride on a sports scholarship. If you get hurt and can't play that sport anymore, your scholarship is pulled. Yeah. So unless you're getting like pure straight A's and they give you an academic scholarship. But I mean, like I said, these guys are these these guys and girls are expected to be at the highest level and do all this other stuff. And people out there listen to all y'all. Y'all defending athletes. They get paid so much money. They didn't get paid shit. These people ain't, they didn't get paid shit for years. They were out there sacrificing their bodies. Like if that's like that's like you waking up from bed, getting out of your bed, and you tearing your ACL. And it happened on the job, so guess what? You're fucked. Yep. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until what last year or this year that, that um, we got technically, the deal? L- technically, technically like halfway. Through, well, it, 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 2019? It, 
It was moved forward to 2019. It was going to be passed in 2020, but COVID fucked all that up. So 2021 technically is when it officially started. Um, But it's gotten a lot, obviously a lot stronger now in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a movie. um, Safety. Is that the Uh, the Clemson? Yeah. The Clemson guy from on Disney, uh, Disney plus. No. um, Uh, That was uh, a good one. I, I haven't seen that. It, it's oh God. I cannot remember the name of to save my life. The guy. I remember the guy from Burn Notice is in it. Uh, matter of fact, hang on a second. Let me do a. Let me do a six steps to Kevin Bacon here, real quick. What's the uh, movie about? Uh, the movie is about a college team who, uh, the one player on the college team says he refuses to play matter of fact it, it's a it's very very recent national champions is the name of it uh it says a star a star collegial quarterback a night's a player strike hours before the biggest game of the year in order to fight for fair compensation equality and respect for the athletes who put their bodies and health on the line for their schools hmm. yeah it's a uh, i can't remember what service it's on I, I think it's hulu if i'm not mistaken uh but and yeah, I mean, national championship. It's called Na- it's called national champions. Um, uh, it was it, there was a theatrical release for it in December of 2021. It was met with generally mixed reviews from critics and underperformed at the box office. Unfortunately, oh, it's um, got J.K. Simmons in it. Yeah, J.K. Simmons, Stephen James. Stephen James is like Lamarcus James. I mean, I guess they had to do a play on words. I guess. Uh, Lil Rail's in it. Uh, oh, it's got Alexander Ludwig in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Timothy Oliphant. Oh, the the King and King Badge for real? What? Yeah. Yeah. In additionally, Russell Wilson, Malcolm Jenkins, Jamel Hill, Mike Greenberg, French Montana, uh, <laughs> Carl hey. Anthony Towns, and Steve Levy um, oh, uh, play themselves in the movie. Um, because they they made it real real true to life, uh, and it's something that I have yet to seen it, but I'm like I'm going to look, and it's really it's based on a novel uh, by uh, Adam Marvis called National Champions. It's of the same name, um, so I'm definitely going to have to do a a watch on it and to see if it's any good. It's based on the play, right? Uh, excuse me, they made a play about sports. That's weird. It is. I've never heard of that. Well, it is a good thing, though. Right. All right. Well, let's go from that one to the very next one on the list. Uh, Chip, you want this one, or you want me to go ahead and take it? I'll go ahead and take it. I don't mind. Okay. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, the time that Salt Lake City bought the 2002 Winter Olympics. Uh, so Salt Lake had hosted or had wanted to host the Winter Olympics four straight times and was getting increasingly frustrated. It felt as if it had a perfect place and that it wasn't getting its due because other American cities had hosted years prior. Well, in 1998, uh, in the bid for the 20 or 2002 Winter Olympics, the IOC members had a drastic change of mind and Salt Lake City won the voting by landslide. Though somewhat weird, Salt Lake City had very nice ski slopes and seemed like an ideal place, so many ignored the change of minds. Yet it was later revealed that the spokespeople for the Salt Lake City team had bribed several highly ranked 
IOC members into voting for them. The Olympics, perhaps the sanctuary for all things sports, doing this left a mark on a number of people. Um, but don't don't places bid on the fucking Olympics anyway? Yes, but it's pretty much the same situation as Qatar taking the World Cup where they paid the actual... They bribed the officials to more money than like personal money so they could get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like boosters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it does say that although nothing strictly illegal had been done, it was felt that the acceptance of the gifts were morally dubious. And soon four independent investigations were underway by the IOC, the United States Olymp- Olympic Co- Committee, the SLOC, SLOC, which is the Salt Lake Organizing Committee for the Olympics and Paralympics, uh, and the United States Department of Justice. Both Tom Welsh and David Johnson resigned their posts as the head of the SLOC, and many others soon followed. The Department of Justice filed 15 charges of bribery and fraud. Investigations were also launched into prior bidding processes by other cities, finding that members of the IOC received gifts during the bidding process for both the 1998 uh, Winter Olympics and the 2000 Summer Olympics. Interesting. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wasn't this the one where that... Uh, wasn't this the Olympics where the, the fucking uh, French judges awarded like the wrong... They awarded like gold medals to their their home country or something, even though they did. Even though they, it's they the didn't one play. where the Russian lady was threatened into giving the U.S. Uh, lower scores um, and boosting. I don't know if it was Russia directly, but it was literally we. They knew that the, that uh, the U.S. was gonna win it, and they just made sure that she would not give us gold medals for it. There's a documentary about it, I think, right now. Hmm. I have to look into it. There was also an incident of doping at the uh, Olympic every, Games too. Every well, it's every game. it's every Olympic game. <laughs> That's true. Um, and then there was a disqualification for uh, short track speed skating. Um, it says in the final race, a uh, with one lap remaining and currently in second place, Apollo Ono of the United States attempted to make a pass on leader Kim Dong Sun of uh, South of South Korea, who then drifted to the inside. As a result, Ono raised his arms to imply that he was blocked. Uh, Kim finished ahead of Ono, um, but the uh, Australian referee James Hewish disqualified Kim for what appeared to be impeding winning the get, awarding the gold medal to Ono. Didn't even know that was a controversy. They didn't know anything about that one. Like, I know who Apollo Ono is. I just didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't know it was, like, a big thing either. Mm-mm. Yeah, apparently that was the, the three biggest controversies. I mean, aside from the whole allegation of uh, bribery and things of that nature, which we sucked that year in uh, in uh, the Olympics. We got, well, I mean, it says here that Norway ended up winning the uh the most gold medals with 13 uh total medals we came in uh total medals we came in second 
only to uh, Germany, who won total in at 36, followed by Norway, Canada, Austria, Russia, Italy, France, Netherlands, and Finland. So there you go. Little Olympic trivia for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think this was the first time it was brought to light, but uh, clearly not the first time, uh, nor do I think it will be the last time that uh, bribery it, it brings the Olympic Games to a certain location, uh, nor uh, not just the Olympic Games, but, you know, like Roger alluded to earlier uh, with Qatar getting the, um, the World Cup. Uh, with um, Qatar also getting a Formula One race. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Let's not talk about that garbage. Yeah, I mean, ooh, you know, we're not going to blame Qatar for everything, but oh, know, well. those, are, those are two very, uh, very recent incidences where they clearly bribed and uh, used blood money to, to get something where most of the uh, players or uh, athletes don't want to be there. So right. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next one is called simply the hand of God. Maradona. <laughs> Maradona, yeah. Now, during the 1986 World Cup, holy shit, I was born. Um, Argentina, yeah, I know. Argentina, <laughs> <laughs> asshole. Anyway, was, I, don't uh, why, I don't know why Chip over here laughing. <laughs> Hold on, I'm I, I just. He was in like high school. To... No, I wasn't. I was. Damn. Three years old. <laughs> I was three years old. God, you a hater. <laughs> I was just All wondering right. if Timmy Sosa was playing baseball in 86. He probably wasn't an Dominican. How old would he have been in 86? Like He'd have been in his 20s. Would he have been in his 20s? I think so. Um, Possibly. Uh, Hold on. Timmy Sosa was born in 68, so. God. Yeah. Yeah, he, he would have been 20. almost... Not no, he would have been 18. 18. So yeah. I'm sure he was playing baseball in the Dominican. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Over here playing anyway. old stick ball. Nope. All right. Well, let's talk about the hand <laughs> of God real quick. So during the 1986 World Cup, Argentinian uh, Diego Maradona uh, scored the most controversial and scandalous goal in soccer history. This match was a quarterfinal encounter between Argentina and England. At 0-0 in the 51st minute, Maradona, arguably the greatest football player ever, (sighs) received the pass in front of the goal. He proceeded to tap the ball in with his hand. The ref, uh, Tunisian Ali bin Nazir, Nazir. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm sorry if I'm not. Uh, Did not blow his whistle, and the goal stood. Diego went on to score another goal, and Argentina won the the match and eventually the tournament for the second time in three cups. Maradona later admitted to cheating and gave his name, or gave his hand the name Hand of God. I like how they say, like, he 
proceeds to attack the ball in with his hand. The ball was in the air. He jumped up for a header and put his hand in the way and tapped it in. It's not like he was running and then on the ground, he like dolphin dove on it and pushed it in with his hand. Like, doesn't really paint a good picture there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, golly, that's... Uh, yeah, according to this, it says six minutes into the second half of the game, Mardano took the ball out of the box of his left leg and passed it to teammate Jorge Valadana, Valadana, I'm sorry, Valdano. Fuck, I can't speak Spanish. Um, Valdano tried to take a, a take on several English defenders, but the ball was intercepted and thrown back and forth and kicked towards England's goal by England uh, midfielder Steve Hodge. Because of the position of the players, Maradona would have been caught off sides, but as the ball came off of the opponent, he was onside. Alone inside the penalty box and with the ball uh, dropping down, Maradona contested the ball uh, with goalkeeper uh, Peter Slitton, almost said shitting, uh, <laughs> who stood, being honest, who stood eight inches taller than Maradona. Uh, he jumped toward with his hand while Maradona did so with his left arm outstretched. Maradona's fist, which was closed to his head, touched the ball first and hit the ball into England's go. Maradona began to celebrate while glancing uh, sideways at the referee and the linesman for confirmation. He then celebrated the goal when it was given. Um they, and the referee gave the goal, but after the England players protested, he sought to advise of the second line judge who confirmed the goal. Uh, Mexican photographer Alejandro Ejeda Carbajara, um, and I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, immortalized this photograph uh, in which Cardona is seen hitting the ball with his hand. Um he then went on in his autobiography, uh, Diego Maradona said, Now, I can say what I couldn't at the moment, what I defined at the time as the hand of God. What hand of God? It was the hand of Diego. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, anyway, how are you guys feeling about this particular one? I mean, it's one of those ones where it's just like... And if you're a soccer fan, you know about it a lot because it's just one of those things where, like, a championship game, well, it would happen in the World Cup, so the, the world was watching, you know, and something so blatant was seen on camera, in shitty camera. This was in the 80s, so the yeah. quality wasn't even good, and you could still see it on camera, yet no referee saw it at all. That's why it, they always think, see, it's another, and that's the England curse. England can be the greatest team ever, and they still get fucked over somehow. Um, it's just one of those things where like everybody knows how rigged soccer is and Maradona was the most popular guy at the time so they of course wanted him to go in longer into the tournament and everything for more views and stuff like that yeah uh, now Maradona did later say he considered the goal to be symbolic revenge for the UK's victory over Argentina four years earlier so that tells you right there he's fucking guilty yeah Mm mm-hmm Yep. So. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, let's move on to the. Ne- oh. Hmm. Well, I well, have something. I have something to say about. Go, go ahead. What we. What oh, we like, before we get into this, uh, you know, we've been reading this and everything like that. I mean, 
you know it'd be really cool if we could actually have this in like an audible form you know what i mean do you guys have audible at all either I, one of I, you i i do uh yeah. how do you how do you like it how do you like it i, I, I like audible uh there's certain times where i i don't have uh the ability to open up a book and read it so i throw my ear pods on and uh you know just listen to a book yeah i mean that's what i when i had when i had it uh, i need to get back into it because i'm finally like reading more and more again and i just want to be able to especially at work because i'm just tired of listening to people so i want to actually hear a book something interesting mm-hmm. but no um what about you talon um i mean i uh i enjoyed listening to podcasts on audible they got a lot of pretty cool podcasts that's on there um, I know Kevin Hart has uh, one on there as well, and uh, you know he, he got a lot of funny stuff that he says on there. So yeah, I'm, I enjoy it. I feel like there's we know somebody else that's on Audible's podcast. Yeah, yeah who else is on Audible podcast? Who is that? Um, hey, hey, you know what? Hmm. Movement Radio is on Audible.com. Movement that's Radio right. is on Audible.com. Exactly. And speaking of Audible.com and Movement Radio, there is a link below. We're letting you guys in on a secret. We're giving you a 30 day free trial. If you click the link below, audible.com slash movement radio. That's right, 30 days. Pick some books out. Trust me, you'll find anything. Hey, if you guys like James Patterson, you know, he's got them, he's got them crime, them thrillers, everything like that. Every now and then I like that stuff. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, I think they have manga on there now, too, if I'm they, not mistaken. They do. Uh one of my one of my favorites on there is um Matthew McConaughey's uh Green Lights. It's actually read, he reads it to you. Uh, so just to hear his voice documenting his life story, I mean, yeah, that's gonna be so interesting. I, I liked it. I actually, I forgot to tell you that I actually did buy that book and read. I read through it. It's really interesting. Um, I definitely would have enjoyed it more if I. I did, not saying I didn't enjoy it, but I definitely would enjoy it more if I actually was able to hear it during work because I read it during work. And it was hard for me to actually get through it because of all the customers. Because you know, yeah, customers like to talk, <laughs> unfortunately, and they don't let you read. But no, um, but no, really, like I mean. If you guys, I don't know, I don't know, I might want to judge anybody, but I know people don't like reading. I personally do like reading, but hey, if you want to actually learn something, there's tons of educational stuff on there, you know, sci-fi, paranormal, you know, stuff that we like, sports books and everything like that. Audible it is, you know what I'm saying? When you're driving down, put the Bluetooth on, have a long car ride to work, you know what I'm saying? You put it on there, get some chapters in, learn something on the way there, or you can listen to us on Audible absolutely and and it's not just you know like yeah arts and science you know biographies memoirs um you know health and wellness uh money and finance politics social uh, sciences religion and spirituality science and engineering like they have so many incredible uh books for you guys to check out uh yeah like like what roger said man uh audible.com slash movement radio uh 30 days free i mean it's a hard deal to pass up it really is not only that you get one you can choose one book a month or one title doesn't matter it can't it could be a book a podcast uh comics yeah you know i'm saying comics manga you get to do one you get to keep one free every month right any books you uh recommend to our listeners um i mean mostly uh i do a lot of i'm learning like a lot of those self-help to help you with like your mental relaxation i've got atomic habits probably my favorite one right now um then the one i'm reading uh currently with that is the sort of art of not giving an f and that one's really powerful too you know just those 
self-help books that don't do the same like oh you know you got to do this you get it as long as they're, they're straight up like hey it's hard to get yourself improving we talked about it earlier you know you're, you we well i said i was drinking coffee and you said you're drinking water drinking water sucks every day <laughs> it's hard yeah. yeah, throw a little, throw a little, uh, throw, throw them little uh, uh, packets in there, little powder packets to, um, you know, try to make the flavor a little bit different. You know, dragon fruit, I recommend. Uh, <laughs> I mean, also, I mean, like, I mean, there's business books. If you want to learn how to do the stock market, here's the thing that people don't understand. There's a wealth of knowledge out there in books, and you can learn pretty much anything and everything from reading. Now why read when you can literally hear it get it put in your ears you know what i'm saying put your earbuds in like how, how they told us back in the day if you fall asleep listening to something you can learn it that way there you go you can do Subcon- that too subconscious man that's yep, the way yep. it works yeah i want to uh, i want to start making them them big old stock bus right there there you go market's going down buy the stocks right now when it goes up boom no more working right and you can also um also i'm also- not a financial advisor don't trust me right right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right but you could but you can also get like i mean if you are a uh if you know if you're a parent and you know it you know you can let your kids listen to audiobooks too. they got a plethora of different uh children's audiobooks that you could listen to um a lot of good ones that are out there right now um john cena has one out john cena has one yes absolutely he does um yeah and again computers and technology um, they, for the ladies, there's erotica, you know, that you're 50 shades of gray or whatever. Um, and, and for know, the gentlemen, there's some, and, there's some towards guys, you know what I'm saying? And there's some towards guys. Yes, I agree. Um, but we're all mysteries inclusive and, we're all inclusive. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, man, I mean, James Patterson's latest one, 22 seconds. I mean, it, that, that it's a damn good read. It's like an eight hour long listen, but you can break it up into chapters and things of that nature. Very, very good. But if you really think about it, if you're at work and you have a little bit of downtime, like an hour or something of like some slowness or something, or I mean, even you at work, I know you work in a factory. You can put one of your butt in, you know, even though you're not supposed to, but you know, you still, <laughs> you can still do it. That's a day what? shift right there. Hey, hey man, where, where I, where I work at, I'm in a big open space and there's not there's only two other people that work with me and they have they, they listen to their stuff i just pop in just listen to my stuff we're not we're i'm far enough away from a machine where i ain't gotta worry about it affecting me listening to the uh audiobook uh but anyway that being said yes ladies and gentlemen audible.com uh slash movement radio 30 day free trial that you would you say you get a free you get you get one free uh audiobook yeah you get one, on one a month one a month to keep it's, in it, your catalog you cannot pass uh, this up guys go check it out yeah if, what's it i was just say and if you're a prime member you get two free a month so if you're a prime member and you sign up for the 30-day free trial you get two free audio books just because you're a fan of movement radio once again audible.com forward slash movement radio thank you guys thank you all guys. right so uh Oh man, I gotta read the next one, don't I? Yeah, you gotta read the next. You gotta, you gotta read this bullshit. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> can I put this yeah. in audible form? This is audible form for you guys. There we go. The next on the list is old Spygate. <sighs> old Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They always seemingly have a way of always getting back to the Super Bowl. Uh, not recently though, but back <laughs> in the day. Sadly, some of those ways were highly illegal. Yeah. In 2007, the Jets sent the Jets sent a complaint to the commissioner of the NFL, uh, Garbage Goodell, that stated <laughs> the Patriots have filmed their defensive coordinator signals during a game. 
Um, Goodell later spoke with the Patriots and it was found out that indeed the Patriots had filmed their signals. Bill uh, Belichick explained to Goodell and to the public how he had uh, misinterpreted the rules, but he was still docked a pretty huge fine of half a million, which was like, what, three games for him? Yeah, uh, like that. if that. Yeah, the situation's tenseness increased when they also found out that they had taped a Rams practice in 2000. Um, what year did uh, Tom Brady and them start winning Super Bowls? 2001. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they recorded Rams in 2000 and beat them in 2001. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, kind of makes you think, don't it? Yeah. Um, it went on for quite a while and in many ways was disastrous for the Patriots in the NFL. Does the name Spygate but yet both have evidently bounced back quite well. Like, I can't remember what team it was that I saw in college. Like, this was forever ago. I can't even remember what year, probably 10, 15 years ago. They used a poster board with four pictures on it that was all random stuff that was not coordinated, that only the quarterback knew what the play call was because it was on his armband and the offensive coordinator would just put random pictures. And it was like pictures of like, it was like a person, an animal, a color and like food or something like that and depending on like the order and like everything like that it was like a code only him and the uh quarterback knew and he would change it every week like that's the smartest fucking thing ever hell yeah it is there's also a lot of poster board going through but you know <laughs> here, here, here's the thing and uh didn't didn't they do that um at oregon uh when uh marcus Mardiota was there Yep, uh, they no, did he, it for him. He, he, but there did, was somebody he did it for him. They did it for Joey Harrington in Oregon too. There was somebody else though. I don't. I, I feel like it was uh, Andrew Luck, maybe. In but Stanford. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, that doesn't feel right. Like it was a team that was red that I remember. I know okay. Oregon did it too, but there was like a very specific. It was like they didn't change. Like it was like always like a set pattern, like person, color, food, animals, something like that. But this one, like the team changed, like the. Like the order of what it was was depending like what kind of scheme it was and everything like that. So it was just the fucking smartest thing ever. And hey, it may be a lot of poster board, but you know what? If only you and the quarterback know what the call is, can't nobody cheat you. Exactly. Right. But but I mean, this is basically a a a, 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 a um like sign stealing. You know what I mean? I, like I, I would say this know, is a, the equivalent to what the the Houston Astros got in trouble for and what the. Um, Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees are currently going through uh, using video technology to sign steal. Right. And I mean, also in 2010, the Denver Broncos were also involved in a uh, videotaping scandal as well. Yeah. Um, for practicing for practices. Yep. Yeah. For practices. Yeah. Um, like to me, it's like, okay, let's, let's, I understand. I totally get, you want to try to get the upper hand and Teams have scouter, you know, scouts that go out there, and I think the fact that when you when you use technology to do it, I think that's what their main thing was: is that oh, you know, we you know we can videotape their practices and then we can go through whatever. It's like, why do you need to videotape their practices? It's not like you don't have fucking game film on these guys, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know. Because in practice, it's more like there's not um, a crowd noise, so you can hear a signal call them better. That's true. But then again, at the same time, I mean, like, I guess it's one thing if, like, you write it down. It's like, because, I mean, sign stealing has been going on forever. In like, every forever sport. in every sport. But 
through the advance of technology, videotapes and stuff like that. Like maybe it's like, oh, well, this is an unfair advantage. How exactly? I mean, not, don't get me wrong. You're trying to gain the upper advantage. But I guess it's worse to use technology to get that advantage as opposed to, you know, like how many how many times has in any practice, in any team, in any sport, how many times have you seen a mole at a practice? Just somebody there like, hey, go team. And secretly they're like writing down like, okay, this is what the quarterback does when he calls an audible. Ottawa means something else. Like, uh, okay. When Omaha, he said, Omaha. He says Omaha, right. Omaha. How yeah. many times did he say Omaha? 14? All right, he's going to go to the left. He go, Right, you know. <laughs> so is it so is it, is it a technology thing? Is it a, like, I don't, sign stealing is sign stealing regardless of whether you use technology or you just write it down on a piece of paper. But I think the overabundance of technology, you know, I guess, I, I don't know. How are you guys feeling about this one? Chip, what about you? Uh, I mean, like we said, everybody's been doing it. Uh, they just had the unfortunate, and I'm not a Patriots fan, but they had the unfortunate uh, luck of getting caught. Right. So they, they hit the whole. It's like, well, you got caught. Well, hey, they did it. Okay. Well, we ain't talking to them. We're talking to you. You're the one in trouble. You know. That's like that's like a, that's like, like you got you got a kid. One kid sticks his hands in the cookie jar, gets a cookie. The other kid sticks his hands in the cookie jar. The parents find him. What are you doing? I'm just getting a cookie. Who said you can have a cookie? Well, he got a cookie. I I don't know what he. I'm looking at you. I see. I caught I caught you in the in your hands in the cookie jar. You know, um, and that might be an outdated reference. I'm sorry if it is, uh, but it kind of makes sense in the situation. But uh, and then and then di- didn't Bill Belichick like throw one of his assistants underneath the bus or something yeah, like so that? Yeah, he taped it. And he had no idea about it. He My had thing, no, like he had plausible deniability, right? <laughs> like the biggest thing that I hated about this is when Houston Astros got caught doing their thing. What was their punishment? They had uh, to give up uh, the World Series, correct? No, no, no. Uh, they didn't give up World Series. They it, it was fines, it was, wasn't it? It was yeah, it was huge fines. I thought they had to like they wiped the the championship out, no. like an asterisk. It. Because it's baseball, so they don't actually take it away. They just put asterisks near everything. Uh, I don't. Let me let me go so. back and look real quick. Because uh, that's what I thought. Was like it's all just asterisk. Uh, so okay, they were fined. They were fined five million dollars, and they forfeited their first and second round picks in the twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one MLB drafts. Oh, yeah. so it was, so it was a uh, draft pick they had to give up. Yeah. What did the uh, Patriots have to give up? Like a fucking eighteenth rounder and half a million? Nah, they gave up. Uh, no, no, they had their first and second round uh, forfeited. They never pick anybody in the first, second round, anyways. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, they still have <laughs> the picks forfeited. Yeah. Uh, um, so Belichick was officially fined five hundred thousand uh, dollars, the largest fine ever imposed on a coach in the league's eighty-seven. Uh, year history uh the patriots were also fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars and stripped of their first round selection in the 2018 draft Hmm. and if the patriots missed the playoffs they would have forfeited their second and third round selections instead you said 2018 is that what you said no 2008 oh 2008 Mm -hmm. i thought you said 18 for a second 2008 draft uh that was 
Jake Long, Chris Long, Matt Ryan, Darren McFadden, Glenn Dorsey, Vernon Colston, Gerard Mayo. Wait a second. 28. Oh, a second. Wait, that doesn't make any sense because it says in the 28, in the 2008 NFL draft, the Patriots selected Gerard Mayo. Yeah, it is. But I thought, but but I thought Chip just said that they had to give up their first round. What? That's what I'm saying. They didn't give up anything. Oh, okay. They had two picks in the first, so they gave up their original pick. Okay, they, tra- right- they traded back and forth to get a pick. Mm-hmm. They had, yeah, yep. I mean, they had to do something. Yeah. So uh, by losing that uh, pick, they became the first, or uh, well, the second team in NFL history, and there have only been two. Uh, to lose their first round pick by league action. And can anybody tell me what the first team to ever do that was? Hold on. Well, repeat, what was that. It? Well, yeah, sure. repeat the question again. Let me make sure I got this right. Okay. Yeah. So there have been two teams in NFL history to lose their first round pick by league action. So the league took their first round pick away from them. Yes. The 2008 uh, New England Patriots. Uh-huh. What is the other team? Is it pre two thousand or p- is it before or after the year two thousand? It's before. Okay. Um, it's not the Raiders, is it? Nope. It was the nineteen seventy one Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> what wow. did they do? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta look. Wait, seventy one? Didn't you guys win a championship? Yeah, that was the year we won the. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> does it even matter if they lost the first yeah. pick or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. It probably actually helped you guys. To be honest, <laughs> no, no, no. Scratch that. We did not win in seventy one. Uh, we actually we were in the Super Bowl, but we lost to the Cowboys. Oh, that's right. Seventy two. Seven, seventy. Fuck the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> I said it for you, Chip. Um, yeah, 72 that was the undefeated season. 73 was the back-to-back year. 74 was a loss in the division round to the fucking Raiders. But anyway, uh, I'm trying to see the 71. Okay, draft, 1971 draft. Oh, wow. We drafted Joe Theismann in the fourth round and then traded him to Washington for who the fuck? Oh, okay, that's cool. Well, you said Joe Theismann? Yeah, y'all don't y'all the reasons why he got killed. <laughs> yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, but yeah. All right, so we're gonna go from Spygate to the next one. I thought we were gonna talk about something else. Nope, that's next time. That's why I'm bringing the the the, the little remark earlier. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, so uh, last up for the evening, we're going to talk about the late, great Kobe Bryant. So there was a time before now where Kobe Bryant was viewed as the sage, skilled veteran of the NBA, one of the smarter, more mature players out there. Well, before he was quite the opposite, he was immature and selfish on the court and regularly crossed the line with celebrations and speaking about teammates to the media. This immaturity sadly transcended the court. 
in 2003 it was reported that kobe bryant had been had been arrested for sexually assaulting a hotel employee in california if this was true he faced probation to life now the woman refused to testify in court so it was settled out of court but kobe bryant adamantly stated that though he was married he never assaulted her and the sex was purely consensual his wife sat right next to him during the <clears throat> during his teary admittance and it will forever be remembered as something that badly hurt his image and restored the nba's thug reputation I, can i, I just say real quick i disagree oh, i was gonna say i disagree that it hurt his reputation or that it restored the NBA's "quote unquote" thug reputation, like that. I it did hurt his reputation, but it didn't bring back a thug reputation. Exactly. And to correct the article, it wasn't California. It was, it was Colorado. At, it, it was it was Edwards, Colorado. Um, where you know how that? I remember that? Good old Ab- a good old uh, Abraham Abraham Washington. Washington. The primetime players are more unstoppable than Kobe Bryant in the Colorado hotel room. Wow. And then that man got fired immediately. He walked back through the curtain. Vince said, nope, go home. You're done. Yeah, he was done immediately. <laughs> he was done. But, I mean, he wasn't wrong. I mean, he was wrong, but he wasn't wrong. Right? That's something I definitely would have said. I'm not even going to lie. That, I'm trying to get all the heat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was I mean, God, a criminal case and everything. I mean, they they said pre-trial hearings. There was just there was just motion after motion after motion after evidence after evidence after evidence. Like it was, it was crazy. Like I mean, it says on, it says on September first, two thousand four, uh, Eagle County District Judge. I didn't Terry, know we were going to get into the case. Oof. Oh, oh, I mean, I mean, we don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, it's a sexual assault case. I really don't want to get into that. That's, All right, we'll stop. We'll stop then. <laughs> yeah, that's a oof. That's a <laughs> yeah. That might trigger somebody, and we don't want to do that one. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, nothing I'm saying is on either side of the case. I'm just reading the facts that's presented to me. Um, but nevertheless, uh, the aftermath of the whole situation. Um, eight months after the initial incident, the lodge and spa at Cordillera. Uh, remodeled as part of what okay um there was speculation that some pieces included in this cell were marked uh room 35 where kobe uh allegedly had stayed um like okay didn't really know that was a thing um it says right here that after the allegations bryant signed a seven-year contract valued over 136 million over seven years and he regained several of his endorsements like Nike, Spalding, and Coca-Cola, although his contracts with brands like Nutella and McDonald's were not renewed due to the allegations. Yeah. Um, he also changed from number eight to number 24. Yep. Uh, uh, and there was something else. Oh, yeah. He gave his wife a $32 million ring. Yep. Or thirty-five something. It was a, it was it was a good chunk of his paycheck that he just got. So yeah, that's how you keep your woman by you through all this shit, man. Godly. 
And what and the thing about it is, is that you know Kobe, you know, and again, God, you know, God rest his soul. Um, we, you know, like we, we did an entire retrospective on him um, uh, two years ago. Um, you know, like you know, he died in the helicopter accident. Him and his him and his daughter uh, and nine other people that were that were on the uh, helicopter with them. Um, it was it was it was a sad you know sad day. Um, and the thing about it is, though, is that even after, like, I still feel like all the years later, and even in the aftermath of Kobe's death, people still bring up the sexual assault allegation. Um, and, you know, people, and again, this is all, you know, stuff that you hear on the internet and stuff. But there are people not really happy that Kobe Bryant was dead, but there were people who were like, well, he shouldn't have raped that girl in Colorado. It's like, were you there? You were there? You did nothing to stop it? That makes you an accessory. Like, you know, like, it's like they did, they, they knew so little about, you know, the case at hand, you know, and, and that it, it's fucked up because, it's, we, again, we live in a day and age now where you're you're guilty until proven innocent and it should be the other way around. Um, but, I mean, no, we weren't there in that, in that hotel room in Colorado. We don't know what went down. We don't know what happened. You know, we just gotta, you know, we're just gonna have, we just have to uh, go with the facts that's presented to us, um, you know, and, and again, you know, it, Kobe admitted to infidelity, um, you know, he apologized publicly to, you know, the sport, his wife, his children, all this sort of stuff, um, you know, uh, you know, it's, it was a dicey, dicey situation, um, and, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think it brought the in. I don't think it brought the NBA down to like the, going back to that thug reputation, which that that's such a condescending thing to say anyway. Uh, you know, like like I don't know. It's just it just is just a fucked up thing to to make that equation to oh it's a th- no, no, I don't know. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I don't really have much else to say about that. I mean, it was it was seven hours out of court. Uh, I'm not saying she did it for money. I'm not saying she didn't do it for money. I'm not saying he didn't sexually assault her. I'm not saying he did. Uh, nobody will know uh, because, I mean, he has since passed away tragically. Uh, she, you know, signed a, a NDA from what I understand. And that case is done and over with. Right. Uh, anything you got? Uh, anything you want to say left, Raj? Nah, nah. Um, I was 11 when this happened. And all I knew is that people were saying Kobe raped somebody. And I'm like, hey, I'm not getting in that situation. Right. 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 <laughs> What's that old saying? My name's Bennett and I ain't in it. Exactly. <laughs> ain't catching me out here in these streets. Nope. No, I know nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> What's the old saying goes? Uh, the less you know, the safer you are. Something like that. Yep. Yep. That being said, though, uh, we had we had some good ones tonight. We had five good ones uh, to talk about. Um, now, the next time we you guys join us on something about sports we got we got a couple doozies uh for the next one um i mean supposedly the top 
five, I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the top, yeah, the top five. Um, and these, <laughs> we got four out of the five are going to be very interesting to talk about. Um, one very particular individual because I know we're going to talk about our boy uh, Sosa, uh, My, My, Miami Sosa. Um, no, hey, hey, bro, you better call him by his real name, Mike. Mikey. Mikey Neapolitan. Uh, no, so we that's, go ahead. that's his name. His name is Mikey. His grandmother gave him that name. Yep. Okay. That's his name on the streets now. Mikey. <laughs> Mikey Sosa. Mikey Sosa. Okay, Mikey, you come see me in the morning, okay? <laughs> you no, got no, that work no. for everybody. Right. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this episode of Something About Sports. We hope that you enjoyed it. And uh, we will be right back here next week with another edition, the part four to our sports scandals. Got our top five. Uh, this upcoming Saturday, we're dropping music to be murdered by B-Sides. It's our rap uh, rewind of Eminem. Unless he decides to drop a surprise album within the next couple of days, well, we'll see what happens. Um, so anything you guys want to say before we bounce out of here tonight? Um, as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Raj, anything from you? Uh, you know, just like we said before, go to the link below that Audible. 30 free days. Come on. I mean, pick a book out, learn something new, you know, maybe learn something old. Maybe, maybe you just like a book series that you haven't had time to read again. You know, just just click that link. Y'all got this. Y'all got this. Y'all got this. Shout out to our sponsors, Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, all of our friends over at These Ninjas Podcast, Sean Miller, we should all watch that. Again, man, 24,000 downloads. Um, let's try to get this thing to 25,000 at least by the end of the summer. I think we can pull that off. Um, but yeah, but it's all thanks to you guys. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we will catch you guys next time. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.